You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode, episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 12, episode 38. And you've got your very own soldiers of love on tonight. You've got Josh and John. How are you doing? Yes, mate. Soldier, soldier, soldiers of love. Soldiers of, uh, oh, mate. I, I can't. It's it's actually it's went. It's I've actually listened to it so many times. It's went in my head. Out your head. You know, like soldiers of hope. Soldiers of hope. Soldiers of. Destiny. I can't, I can't stop yeah. saying. I can't stop saying soldiers of fortune. But he didn't say that. <laughs> so soldiers. I mean, we'll come to it. But 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 um, I'll need to remind myself. Aye, there was a fair few anyway, uh, but soldiers of love, obviously, it's Valentine's Day and all that, so that was, uh, that was fitting, eh? So, aye, tonight we'll cover Scottish Cup and the goings on, what happened and then the draw, the uh, situation at Motherwell, uh, and how that might affect them moving forward for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll reflect back on we predict, well, predicted last week that Ian McCall might get a heave at some point, we don't know if we expected it to happen so soon and in the circumstances. And then we're back going to do some fun at the end with some Valentine's Day related footballers and maybe talk about some footballers that made us fall in love with football as inspired by Mr. Leesdale who came up with that earlier. So kick off with the Scottish Cup. Um, you were at the game on Sunday, weren't you? Rangers Partick Thistle. Yes, mate, I was. I was there. Um, I, I mean... Um... <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what can you? I mean, where, where do you really start with the game? Um, did you, did you watch the game? I'm no, I never saw. Uh, I've seen highlights. Yeah, I was seen otherwise highlights. occupied on Sunday. Aye. Um, it was an extraordinary game. Um, let, why do we? I mean, we'll break it down into a, a, a few components. How so? Rangers in the first half. How were they? Poor. Um. It, Bill made a number of subs, but the I mean the first thing that we all were saying to each other and, and thinking was that it it looked a strong team. Now I've got to say I was delighted to see Haji back in the starting lineup. Um, disappointed with how he played though in the first half. Um, first half that he got um, was looking forward to uh, Raskin seeing how he played. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, just in Cantwell as well, the new boy. Um. First half they were they they looked, I mean, they looked under the cosh at points. Uh, there was that incredible save from McGregor, uh, to keep it at nil nil. Um. I think it was was it Kevin Holt that hit it maybe, but um, I, I thought that that um, they were. Uh, they, they, do you know what they looked? They actually looked quite powder puff in the first half. I thought they were getting shot. I thought they really get shoved off uh, the ball quite easily. Um, I thought it was, you know, I, I look, put it this way: I'm not surprised that the two subs were Haji and uh, Cantwell. Haji didn't look at the races at all. No, um, he's been out for a year, so I'm, you know, you know, I, I still believe he's one of the best footballers at Rangers. Um. So, you know, I'm letting him off massively with that. Um, 
Cantwell as well, it's going to take him time to get up to speed. Um, we know he's been out, but he's been sitting on a bench, warming up bench for ages. Um, so they look poor, uh, but they came out second half and incidents aside, incidents aside, I think Rangers definitely done enough in the second half uh, to win the game. The boy, I mean, Tillman, he just came alive in that second half. I mean, he was doing things with that football. Fair enough, right? It's Partick Thistle, it's a league below, they're mid-table in the league below. But he was doing things with that football that were incredible. That were really, really incredible. Um, I mean, there, there was one moment where he took it by... Can I remember the, the Partick Thistle player? But he had his back to him, megged him, then megged the same player again. Then he made another Partick Thistle player. Nothing came for it, right? But it was just absolutely extraordinary. You know, it's it's like that meme: get the sign the contract, sign the contract, sign, sign the contract get him signed up. I will. Bill definitely wants him, doesn't he? he Ask about it and say he wants to make the deal permanent. So it's just a case of I wonder what the fee is. That's been questioned there. I think it's in the region of five million. Um, but I, I honestly, mate, I'd pay that to know. Um, I, th- I think he's just so good. Um, he's so, so good. Um, whether or not Malik Tillman wants to come to Rangers permanently is a different question. Yeah. I've seen, um, I've seen Friend of the Pod today, um, Derek Ray had translated an interview um, that uh, Tillman had gave to one of the German newspapers and he, it, it was an interesting quote. He talked about how um, his main objective is to play regular football and he doesn't particularly mind where that is. It could be at Rangers or it could be at Bayern. He's not particularly, he said he's not particularly caring. Um, So you can read into that a few things. Well, he's not going to play regular at Bayern Munich, so Uh it'll just depend what other clubs are maybe interested in him. No, I mean, that's that's the thing though, John. I mean, mean, we know that he's he's not good enough to, he's not ready to, play for Bayern Munich, right? Um, I mean, it could be at one point in his, in his career. You never yeah. know, but but he's not going to go back to Bayern Munich and play, but does he think that? You know what I mean? Does he fancy himself to go back to Bayern Munich and get a game? Um, you know, players are, players, young players these days are supremely confident in their own abilities. Yeah. So, it's not out of the realms of possibility for him to, to, to think like that. I don't personally think, I think he's, I think he's found a level that he can excel in right now um, with with Rangers, and and I think it would be, to be honest, you know, without my blue t- tinted specs on, I think it would be the best move for him would be to come to Rangers, tear it up um, for a year. Um, you know, if I mean, if he done as well as he's doing right now for a full season next year, then I think you would have a number of teams coming in all over the place for him. Aye, it's always a good shot window for down south. It's been proven by it before, obviously. Yeah. Um, he was obviously caught up in the misunderstanding with the, the goal. Um, it was funny. It, 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 it was so strange. I've never seen that. Um, a, a top flight football game. Incidentally, I've seen it at a lower league game. Um, aye. You know, the, the, the furore, the furore that, that happened after it, you know, it was a wee bit lesson for me because I have seen that before at lower league games. Um, but yeah, never at that level, never at a high level, you know, top did flight. Did it happen with Leeds there a few seasons back? 
there was there was some kind of thing. I, there was some kind of thing a few seasons ago with Bielsa, um, and uh, was it Sheffield United or or they were going for the title against Sheffield United and they missed out on going up. I think they missed out on going up automatically because Bielsa let the other team score or something like that. Wasn't uh, it? Leeds and Aston Villa. Mm. It was. Aye. Aye. It's a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Aye, two or three years ago, aye. Yep, yep. Um, um, so, I mean, you, you you have seen that sort of thing. But the thing is, nobody knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, nobody really, in the stadium anyway, nobody really knew what was happening. Um, there was an old guy sitting next to me, and he actually, like, he was kind of old. He was like, it's mid-70s kind of thing. And, uh, and he said uh, he didn't actually know that it was 2-2. So, but but, the, but this minute we were five minutes after it, right? And he says it 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 was. I don't know if we couldn't see the scoreboards or it seemed dead confusing. He says to me, "Sorry, what, what's going on here?" I says, "I says, it's, I says, well, it's two two. He says, "What?" And I says, um, "I says, I well, he let them uh, run up and score." And the old guy says to me, "Oh, I thought that was a joke." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as well, McGregor kind of like made a half-hearted effort as if he was going to try and stop it. Yeah, like, that, which... that, like, that like killed him, absolutely killed him. But that just shows me that's mentality, you know, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's an element of fair play to Beal for having the balls and having this, you know, having the courage to say. Right, give them a goal and, and we'll win it on our own terms. And we did go on and win it on our own terms. However, um, you know, it, I mean, I, I'm just regurgitating what everyone else is saying, but I do agree with it. That only happens within a certain context. Aye, that's not happening against Celtic, yeah. is it? No, no, and it's not happening in, I don't know, it's not happening in a, in a game against Aberdeen where we need the three points to um, catch Celtic, you know what I mean. Say, say, say Celtic yeah. drop points on the Saturday. Say Celtic uh, lose on a Saturday, right? And we've got Aberdeen the Sunday, and you've got the same circumstance. Don't believe that that's happening. Not a chance. Um, so it, it's all within the context. I think Beal probably was an element of quick thinking there, and they thought, "Look, I've got half an hour here. I'm playing against a lower league team. We have really come out the traps in the second half." I think I can make a calculated. I can I can take a calculated risk here, um, and it paid off for him. To be fair, um, so yeah, um, no no complaints from me. I'm not gonna. We went on and won the game, so you know what I mean. Exactly, um, and obviously, what not long after the match, the news came out about McCall getting sacked. Which, to be fair, we had predicted would happen last. Week, yeah, very, 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 very spot on. Yeah, I mean, it was going to happen that soon, mind you. But I, I mean, what do you think, John? I mean, what, what, see, for me, it's it's strange timing, right? I mean, if, if the if the if the decision had already been made, then why let him take that game? I think that's quite an. I think that's quite insulting to the whole coaching staff because I mean, you've got Ian McCall. Um, uh, Alan Archibald and Neil Scally went it. Yeah, unless maybe and... the thinking is that McCall played for the Angels and maybe they're thinking it's a nice way for him to bow out. 
I don't know. I don't know, mate. But I mean, you like, see, did these... McCall, did, like for example, did McCall know before that match nah. it was happening, or was it? No, nah, don't like, buy it. I mean, it. Look, look at the post-match interview. Not a clue. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think. No, surely not a clue. Um, but then they've obviously got a statement as well. I think it was this morning. I think because obviously there's all the speculation that we were talking about last week, and a lot of people have been speaking about for a while. What is the financial situation there? Mm, um, yeah. And they're saying that they had budgeted for, which Vinny had said last week, they budgeted to be in a certain position. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're now thinking that they're going to need to try and find some new income from somewhere to kind of meet the expected expenditure from this season. But well, they're not going to do that by sacking their my whole management team and having to, pay, having to pay them. And also as well the situation which is happening off the field with the whole panel rush up thing that mm-hmm. it seems to be a ongoing saga. So who knows what happened? Who knows what happens there? Did they end up that they'll do maybe go for the cheap option and keep the interim people in charge, Chris Nolan and Paul McDonald till the end of the season? Um, or do they try and get someone in whereby they can then make sure qualify for the playoffs and give themselves a chance to get into the premiership? But I mean see see that, John. I I I got a being honest, maybe that's the cynic in me. I just think that's a crazy move. See to sack McCall, right? When okay, because I mean the thing is, it's a weird, it's a strange position to sack your manager in, right? Managers only managers only generally get sacked if they're sitting low down in the league. I mean, Partick are not sitting. I mean, fair enough, they budgeted to be in a higher position. Where are they in the league? They're sixth, Ooh. are they? The last I checked, they were fourth, but they may be lower than that after the weekend. They're fifth, they're fifth. So, you know, I mean, fair enough, they're budgeted to be in a higher position than that, right? But they're not, that league's crazy. A couple of wins and you're sitting second. Do you know what I mean? Aye. It's it's, it's mad. And I I just think to to sack the the management, the whole management team, two, two two of them are you know, Partick Thistle legends, um, and bring in, well, or, or give it to Chris Doolan, who's never been a manager, to the end of the season, I just think you're, it's, it's absolutely, it's an insane set of circumstances. So, I mean, you, you, the idea is that you sack your manager and you get somebody else in that's going to give you a bounce and, and get you to the position you need to be. One, I don't buy that Chris Doolan's going to do that. So they're going to have to bring in someone else and surely that's going to have financial implications for the club because they'll need to continue paying. Is it, they need to, I think they realise something to do with you need to continue paying them until they find a new job. Is that it? Well, in the whole garden life then. I suppose I it depends th- how they'll agree it, whether it's a case of yeah. McCall can't manage on our team until it's paid off or whatever. But yeah. there's been nothing about that. Um it'd be interesting to see what happens in the back of it as I say things off the pitch aren't going well things on the pitch aren't going terribly well either um, which but here's, a, but here's a question I'd like to ask Vinny what what happens what happens if he'd have won that game against Rangers what happens if it, it, it stayed 1-0 and they go through do they still sack him <laughs> do you know what I mean he's just achieved probably the best result in about 30 years <laughs> Aye. It's a ludic- ludicrous set of circumstances to sack your manager in. That baffles me. 
Um, but see as well, look at the same as we say, it's a primary important national football club for the season 2022 23 is to regain Premiership status. Management team were given a budget to support a objective. So, that's... yeah, I, uh, fair enough. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's building that team from getting relegated and then bringing them up, you know, and then this is our second season in the Championship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, second season after they went down. Um, I mean, they might they might still go up. Morton's form is terrible, um, and Air United are a wee bit up and down. Um, maybe they're so, thinking you know, about changing the manager the... as much as maybe that they've just thought with results recently. Was it we spoke about last week? It's lost against Cove and Hamilton. Who are down near the bottom of the table, so they maybe think they need a wee change, and that could give them the impetus to get a bit of momentum going, and then maybe playoffs, and then try and po- win the playoffs. Poss- possibly, possibly, but but you know, I mean, who, well, one we don't know who they're going to bring in, and see if they are going to give it to the 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 kind of interim if they, if they were going to give it to somebody like Chris Doolan. I mean, there's two examples in the Premiership right now where you see that that's a terrible idea. Um, well, with Motherwell, uh, about it, aye, yeah, aye. Motherwell and Dundee United. Yeah, I mean, there was some talk as well at the weekend when news of Hamill leaving Motherwell was that Ian McCall was going to go to there, but I couldn't, I couldn't see that happening. No. I don't no. think any of it's linked up at all. Um, no chance, no chance. Don't but yeah, it. probably the Hamill appointment again. It's maybe an example of Scottish teams given folk with very limited coaching experience a chance too early at the top flight. And we've yeah. said many a time before they probably should be learning lower down the leagues and then work yeah. up to these jobs. But yeah. maybe it was a cheap appointment. I'm guessing it's probably a cheap appointment because he's obviously a Motherwell club legend. We took over initially on into them. He had maybe some more right results. He kind of galvanised mm-hmm. a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But then they've no one in the league that well, they haven't won in the league since October has done United. Yeah, um, I, I mean, the 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 Motherwell one uh, situations uh, is, is bad. I mean, they're about forty years in the top flight. It's a bad set of circumstances because they look. You've got to say they look as likely to get relegated now as they ever have. Definitely. Um, even I mean, I think they look more likely to be relegated now than the year. Where they played Rangers in the playoffs and stayed up. Aye, I just don't. I think they look completely devoid. But see, to be fair, it's probably handy the fact that they've got Stuart Kettlewell sitting there in the background because it's Aye, he's that... got experience of managing it. The top flight. Well, exactly. I mean, he's what three, four years at Ross County. Um, that I mean, that and he done all right with them. He done fairly well. Yeah. I think they they got rid of him, and is that's when they got was that when they get John Hughes in? Aye, that was when they got John Hughes in. He kept them up, and then he left, and that's when they went and got Malky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, hold on. Was Owen Coyle no in there at one point? I know. Mm. It was. Aye, anyway, anyway, that maybe before that though. Before all that. I can't remember. I'm digressing anyway. Um, but um, I, it's it's a shame, isn't it? You never like to see a club legend like that um, hung out to dry. But see, to be honest, 
you know, he's he's agreed to take that job. He had a cushy wee number uh, as the head of youth or whatever it was. Um, be a well-paid job. And he could have just sat in that. He's stepped out of his comfort, well, no, his comfort zone, but he stepped out, put his head above, head above the parapet. He'll have known how difficult a job that was going to be at Motherwell. Um, and, yeah, he's been sacked. It's a shame for the Motherwell fans, but... Um, I I don't know who they bring in. Who I mean, you get any names in mind? Well, I'd said to like a friend of the podcast, Andy from MFC podcast, and said, "I wonder whether they would go for like Jim Goodwin, recently out of job. Mm-hmm. Could Goodwin be someone that would be there?" He said it'd be if he had his choice, it'd be Paul Lambert. I believe Paul Lambert's said he's not interested in the job. Uh, um, you have your usual names that will be linked as well that have been at clubs in Scotland. <laughs> Jack Ross. Um, well, I don't know whether Motherwell would go for Jack Ross. I don't know. I think I, think, I mean I think Jack Ross is more realistic than Paul Lambert. I, I, to be honest, right, and I, and I, this isn't to say anything against Paul Lambert uh, to say anything against Motherwell, but I think Paul Lambert probably fancies himself a bit more big time than Motherwell. Um, I mean, managing Aston Villa in the Premier League, Norwich in the Premier League. Um, I think he probably sees him. I know he's been in the doldrums with. Ipswich when he was at last um, but I think he probably sees his place a wee bit more than Motherwell because I mean Motherwell Motherwell got one of the lowest smallest budgets in the league I believe um, part for Livingston I think there might be I might actually be the lowest budget in the league Aye there's also obviously uncertainty as well because um, Alan Burrows is leaving He's got. Uh, he's gone, and he's away to Aberdeen, isn't he? Ah, uh, he's away to Aberdeen. Um, later on this month. Oh, so he's not actually left yet. Yeah. Um. So there's that as well in terms of stability, um, off the pitch. I mean, the names that uh, this is the Daily Record online. The names they are mentioning are your usual suspects: Jack Ross, mm-hmm. Jim Goodwin, um, Neil Lennon, Kettlewell, because he's obviously an interim charge. Mm-hmm. Grant McCann, who seems to always get linked with these jobs in Scotland. Who's Grant McCann again? He was at Peterborough before. I'm pretty sure, I think even at one point, he got linked with Aberdeen job at one point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Healy at Linfield. David Healy's done a great job at Linfield. He's done a fantastic job at Linfield. I don't think... I, I think he's... Um, I mean, considering how known he is in Scottish football, I think he might not be a bad... Uh, it's hard to say. Um, but he, he... I mean, he probably wouldn't be a, in a bad... He probably would not have been a bad shout at the time when they get rid of Alexander. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think Aye. now I think they now they need somebody they need somebody to come in and get them out of that situation. Um you know what I mean it's difficult. I uh, one name that popped up um when I was talking to somebody was Tam Courts. Oh, um, sorry, yeah, I seen his name getting mentioned as well yeah. why was it Football Scotland? Mm, don't know if it was Football Scotland that I seen it on, but it was a mate of mine uh, on Twitter. Um but uh, I I don't think that's too bad a shout at all. Ah, he did an alright job with Dundee right. I know Jeff like maybe said the style of football wasn't particularly great, but he got him in got him in Europe. Yeah. In his he first did. season as a manager. Obviously mm-hmm. things haven't worked out. Hungary. Hungary went to win, but Hungary uh, uh Hungary won it. 
Scotland. Yeah, agree. Um, so I could be a shout. Um, Aberdeen situation obviously continues with Barry Robson in charge, but the latest name that I've never ever heard of before. It was one of those I thought, is this a made up name? A guy called Rude Brood, a Dutch guy. It's like, sure, what is this? I'm trying to think, is this like some kind of Valentine's joke or something like that? But no, 60 year old that's my you know Netherlands. He's now down to like three to one joint favourite. Do you know what? I, do you think Paul Lambert would have a look at it? I think he'd potentially be interested, but I don't know if see the fact that he's not married for a while and his his recent managerial appointments haven't exactly been that inspiring in terms of how well he's done. So True. I don't know. True. I've got a feeling at the moment I'm waiting to see how Barry Robson does. I don't know whether though <coughs> I don't know. I don't know whether there's a time scale on it in terms of whether it's like three, four games. That's not something they're gonna let the well, let us know as fans, but I think internally, maybe they'll have said to him, Look, we'll give you till this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And also, as well, on the flip side, if they appoint someone new, it looks like they've taken their time over it and they've not rushed things and they've done due diligence and Aye. maybe not made the same mistakes as before. Mm-hmm. And I dare say, if Burroughs has been brought in as chief executive, the idea of that is that he'll have some kind of say in maybe who the manager will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to be to be honest, I've I've got to, I've got to say I think he's I've got to be looking bigger than Barry Robson. Um, it's another Le- so. it's another Stevie Hamill or another Liam Fox appointment. Or Stephen Glass, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just well, un- it, uninspiring, isn't it? Aye. Um, I bet it's out to get a weekend so that we fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, he'll he'll enjoy that. Um. But uh, I, I think um, you, you've got to be looking at um, somebody big. I think some. I mean, who was the boy, the English guy that was linked for about two minutes and then ruled himself out? Chris. Well, Chris Wilder was still getting talked about. I suppose he's getting talked about again, but I don't see. It. I think he'd still pick up our English Championship job. Yeah, I would say so. Um, um, We'll see what happens. But that's why I'm saying, I mean, that's why I'm saying, Paul Lambert, see for me, I mean, he might not have done great recently, but see for me, Paul Lambert going to Aberdeen has flavours of Steve Clark going to Kelly. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a it's a big, it's a bigger name than you would norm, you would really expect to be managing there. Um, and, I think Clark will get a better reputation than a coach than Paul Lambert. Yeah, true. Aye, well, true. Aye, aye. Aye. Right, no, I mean, come on, John. He done, he done absolutely fantastic at uh, Norwich and who was the team before? But that was like over 10 years ago. Well, I mean, Clark wasn't he? And what? Well, Lambert's been out of job since 2021 when he was at Ipswich. Yeah, when he get, right, okay. When he get him promoted out of League One. Mm, right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. If we're talking about Aye. last week when we're talking about Jack Ross and he couldn't get Sunderland yeah. out, you're thinking Kind of similar, so I don't know. It'll, maybe it'll end up. I think it'll end up with someone kind of left field. Um, do you think, guy? Aye. Yeah, but they definitely they probably do need to take their time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try not to make the same mistakes again. Um, but for our motherwell, we'll be interested to see Dundee right They're obviously under a bit of pressure. Um, he already went out before the weekend. They obviously got out the Scottish Cup at home against Kelly, who. Terrible away from this season. Um, so you wonder whether they'll end up 
making the decision to get rid of Hawks and replacing them. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, how many manage? I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, I, I don't really remember a season where you've had, you've had so many managers under so much pressure for so for such a sustained period of time. You know, I mean, look, I mean, let's think about who's been sacked this season, right? Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Yeah. Graham Alexander. Jack yep. Ross. Stephen yep. Hamill. Jim Goodwin. Yep. Um, who else? I'm going through, I'm racking my brains through the leagues here, uh, through the teams here. Uh, um, so, well, Celtic are obviously still got Foster Pogolo. Yeah. Rangers, as you say, Van Bronckhorst. Hearts have still got Nielsen. Lovington have still got Martindale. Hibs have got Lee Johnson, but Johnson, that's been a bit. I think Hibs fans would like yep. to see him go. Up up and down. Yep, David Brent. Um, St. Mirren have got Stephen Robinson, who they've had. Yep. Uh, Aberdeen, obviously, yep, good one gone. Callum Davidson's still at St. Johnston. McInnes mm-hmm. is still at Kilmarnock. Mackay's still at Ross County for just now. Motherwell, yeah, but then our two managers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I've said before, my worry has always been that we're going to end up like England, whereby managers are getting dropped and changed all the time. I mean, we, are, we, we are getting we are getting a bit like that. I mean, one one of the things that we always used to joke about, um, me and my mates, we, we always used to j- joke about how there was this group of managers in England that just kind of done, done a rotating kind of circuit of different clubs. You know, you had your Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew, um, you know, um, I'm, trying to think of, so, I, I'm trying to think of some of the, some of the other names that were in there. Um, Mick McCarthy. Neil Warnock, yep, uh, Roy Hodgson, you know, th- that kind of, um, we're getting a bit like that here. I mean, you, you look at like Neil Lennon, uh, Jack Ross, um, you know, some of the names that just con- consistently come up every single vacancy and you think, well, why? You know, I mean, Lennon's, Lennon's been linked with every single vacancy going, he's been linked with Motherwell, he's been linked with Aberdeen, he's been linked with... Um, uh, Hibs got like, if if they were to sack Lee Johnson, um, and and you think to yourself, well, why, you know, why he he done a fairly decent job first times at Celtic, he done a fairly decent job, but it collapsed when he was at Hibs. Every other job has been a disaster for him. Just the media. I think the media just are lazy. Or also as well, maybe some of these managers have got friends in the media mm-hmm. that are kind of trying to tell them for jobs as well. Yeah, I That's think so. part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, the Scottish Cup, we almost got a shot. I thought Elgin were going to do it against there, but they ran out extra time. Um, Aye, they were unlucky, Elgin. Um, Aye, they were unlucky not, not to reach that the, the um, last day. Um, aye, last day, isn't it? Uh, it's last day. Um, aye, they were unlucky, but to, I mean, to be honest, the air went on, and I mean, you say, I mean, you say, ugh, I, I, I'm kind of tripping over myself here. But, but, I mean, aye, they were unlucky, right? But then when you look at the scoreline, it was four uh, one, wasn't it? So, yeah. you know, I mean, you can hardly say that four one is unlucky. You know, they went exactly. on, and, they went on and pumped them. Um. Um, and but, uh, uh, lovely though. I think we did speak, say it could be a shock, but I don't think we were overly expecting a result like three 0 away from home. Mate, um, I don't, I don't, I don't buy for a second that any soul in Scotland thought that Inverness were going to get a result against Livy. You thought Livy at home, 
Just thought Libby are just, Libby are just such a dependable team normally. See, like that sort of game. I can't believe they, they've lost that game 3 0. Do you know what I mean? But, that, Billy Dodds is doing a good job there. Actually, there's mm-hmm. someone that served a time as assistant manager at different clubs. Mm-hmm. And now he's had a good, good couple of years now. It's his second season there. And he's got him in about the playoffs, quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Um, yep. And maybe even a chance of getting through because we may get a home tie against Kilmarnock. Yeah. Yeah. And Kelly are not. Um, Inverness is uh, Kelly's bogey, um, bogey destination. And to always. Um, I always remember it. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm thinking of United. Celtic by all accounts a game fairly close send, send it off change the game I think St Mirren had been in the game and with a chance mm-hmm. they, were. That. they were yep send off uh, changes the game and um, what can you do it's just what Celtic do I mean to, to be honest they probably would have went on and won anyway because that's kind of what they do Um this season particularly um, but aye what can you do and then Hearts beat Hamilton Friday um, which I don't think anyone expected Hamilton to win nah. and then we had like I mean everyone was talking about the biggest game in the round was Darbo against Falkirk I mean, the mm-hmm. BBC are loving Darbo just now <laughs> right <laughs> this is your this is your moment I know mate I know I know um, right where to start for weeks, there has been a programme of journalism from the BBC to portray Darvo in a certain way. Well, and I don't know why they've done it. I don't know. I have no idea why they've done it. I mean, Mick Kennedy was on sports scene the other night. Do you know what I mean? I, I think some of it's lack of knowledge, right? Because see, even when they're talking about like the West of Scotland level, realistically, they don't know about it. No, like I, no, I, I was wondering what I was wondering what they were talking about. Kennedy was talking about. He said, "Oh, the coverage that the BBC give this level of football." So I think you're thinking, see, if you go onto the BBC website just now, BBC Sport, mm-hmm. you would struggle, and I don't think you would actually. Would you find West of Scotland football results? No, you wouldn't no, find news articles about any of the West of Scotland teams unless it was in the Scottish Cup. No, you so I don't know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, bye. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I mean, it is like, like a cup shop. I suppose they like the cup upsets and all that type of thing. Yeah, they do. They do. They like. They like the stories. To, and to be fair, of course, say though they didn't give the see when see to be fair to you, John. See when Talbot played there a couple of years ago, they didn't give them anywhere near the, this sort of coverage. The coverage on the day was good, but this sort of you know behind the scenes in the changing room uh, and and all of that. And for the I mean, listen, we'll come to the team talk, right? But. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that Falkirk just went and done the done the professional business and and you know spanked them and sent them on their way because uh, I couldn't deal with any more insufferable BBC content <laughs> about it. It was honestly insufferable, mate. I mean, there um, after the win, they got um, John Gall was on off the ball, um, and and I th- I spoke to you about this, right? Um, how he, he's on off the ball and um, he's getting asked. Did I speak about this in the podcast last week? I'm trying to think whether it was on the podcast or whether we spoke about it off air, but I'll I speak also about, talk about how many people... I'll speak about it anyway. He, he, he's, he's, like that. he's getting asked, how, how many uh, fans um, How many fans are you going to take to Arthurley today? And he turns around to uh, Stuart Cosgrove or Tom Cowan and he goes, 
I will probably take a couple of hundred to Atherley. And I'm going like, a couple of hundred? I'm on fucking crazy pills, and they're like, "Oh, aye, that's brilliant! That's brilliant! You should, you should, that, that's good! You, should, you should are taking those numbers of pants." And he's going like, ah, "Right, he's going." Oh, we're probably hoping uh, that we'll take over, we'll get over a thousand at our home game against Irvine Meadow uh, next week, right? Now, I was at that home game versus Irvine Meadow, where Irvine Meadow got pumped five 0 right? There was about 120 to 140 fans in the ground, 40, 40 to 60 of which were Irvine Meadows, right? No, that that's not a thousand. No, <laughs> right? nowhere, nowhere near. So, but then the BBC portray this thing. They portray this image of 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 Darvo at the cup, where you, you have all these people that have arrived for the wee the wee night out and the wee jolly. Oh, see what Darvo up to. I mean, hundreds hundreds of folk that were there were just folk for the the junior football scene in the west of Scotland. How many folk do you know? That play. That how many players for junior teams? How many managers for junior teams uh, have went to the, that game, that uh, Darvel Falkirk game, or the Darvel Aberdeen game? Well, was there not an interview before the Aberdeen match? Sure, I'd heard. Um, I think McKennedy said it himself. They had about a thousand requests, and that was from like friends and family of players. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they managed to get rid of the probably so many tickets as well. Because yeah. no matter what they try. They're no well support team. And you kinda of do feel for them to an extent, right? Because they obviously are trying to get folk in. I think they try they try to put on away buses for free. But they're still struggling to get people to go. Mm-hmm. Get away games and get on the free bus and they are obviously trying things and all that type of thing. And they like the media exposure, which I think might be a bit different to some of the other teams. I don't think Cal are that they're not really interested in the media side of it. No, they're no, talking on the really. pitch. Not really, aye. aye, aye. Um, maybe some of the players kind of quite like it, but the actual board of the committee, they're quiet, hard-working guys. They just like throwing the football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're very different. They like all this publicity. They like all the media. They obviously are a club that are known to be ambitious. They want to climb up the pyramid, so probably the BBC like that story. Whereas maybe a story like, if it was, I'm trying to think, who else has been doing well? Pollock, uh, maybe, for example. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. whether Pollock want to be climbing up the legs a lot or whether they're quite happy as they are. Yeah. They maybe don't get the kind of same kind of type of media exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing as well is with the limited knowledge maybe the BBC have, they think there's a meteoric rise or double. They were in the, <laughs> the Ayrshire division and they've kind of climbed up the legs very quickly nice. and all that. When the league last season missed out in the playoffs, wasn't a trend and they think, oh, this is brilliant, brilliant story. Shot at glory type vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, the folk that know about West Scotland football, they know how things operate. Like yeah, you yeah, about yeah, budget, yeah, the budget that Darvo yeah. got to offset anybody else in the West of Scotland league. Yeah, I was uh, no, it was. I'll tell you, it was a fairy tale last night. Actually, um, I mean, Falkirk. Um, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, an absolute solar system, um, an absolute solar system, a space. Between their budgets and Falkirk still managed to win five one, um, you know what I mean. So fantastic, well done Falkirk. Um, but uh, it's it, it really was astounding. Um, and right, let's talk about this this team talk. Well, you forgot I mean, it. I, I mean, no, I, I can't. Mate, it's, it's do you know some? Do you know why I've forgotten it? Right, because see when I watched it. 
You were part... buckled laughing at most of it. No, no, no. It's not even buckled laughing, mate. Part of my insides shriveled up. And 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 I think my you know I think it might my brain might have shriveled up, but but my my guts shrunk, definitely shriveled up. With I mean that that was mortifying beyond all recognition. Uh, you know I mean the the guy's tr- I mean Mick, he's trying to get um he's trying to get as if he's Al Pacino on any given Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you see the players. Right, what, what do you think the players are thinking? See when he's going like that? Oh, lads, we are soldiers of love, soldiers of inspiration. There is an army of 3,000, and that army is now tens of thousands. We aye, have an aye. army across this country and all this, right? What do you think the players are actually thinking? Do you think the think players are sitting there? Because there's got to be some of them sitting there thinking, this guy is a fucking crackpot. Aye, we can see both of have got their heads down. My missus said they should have panned in the, the players as he's doing the speech to see what their reactions were, but uh, he says supposedly he's like that every week but the, that speech obviously had been recorded about an hour before the game that's not the actual team talk surely there be another team oh. talk if you want to go out the pitch De- oh definitely um, they'll maybe wait this for the big what's it be a Netflix all or nothing documentary about Darvel <laughs> you wouldn't put it past him would you eh you wouldn't put it past him past no him. No, I would I, no. I seriously, seriously, would not put it past them to try something like that. I mean, obviously, I know what an Amazon thing, but see, see, they could get some actors as fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd have to. They'd have, <laughs> mate, no, they would actually. They would. I'm serious. See, see if they were. See if they were to do something like that. They would have to hire actors as fans because they don't have any fans. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a, a core. They have a core group of kind of older guys and local people who have been going to see Darville for for many years, right? Same way that every wee village yeah, has, yeah. has has those fans, and 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 I respect them, and I hope they are loving their team winning winning these mm-hmm. games, oh, because they deserve it, right? But the people at John Goal, you know, the, the the management team, the team itself, they don't deserve anything for me. Um, they're, they're not, you know, what they are is they, they. People talk about who they're the Man City of of um, the Lord Leagues. They're not. Man City had a history and, and were a big club before that. What Darvill are is the RB Leipzig of lower, lowerly Scottish That's football. Aye. But it's all fun and games then. But I, I couldn't decide whether I wanted them to go through or not. Most West of Scotland teams, I think I would have wanted them to, to get through, I think. But then I think, would I want anyone in the quarterfinals with a shot that maybe getting to Hamden? Because that's what it was at stake. I mean, if they'd get through another home tie against... Uh, Who, who's Falkirk got? Kill, Ayer. kill it. Ayer. Falkirk Ayer. 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 Um, So I'd maybe set up for a wee, a wee Ayrshire semi-final between Kelly and Earth. Aye, that could be good. I reckon I would get either of the old firm assuming they go through. Because what Rangers you would expect at home to Rathal over should get through. Uh, <laughs> the old hot balls working magic again, by the way. Aye. Yeah. But Wraith, Wraith sales get a trick on the hearts. hearts that way. Aye, I know. Honestly, mate. You don't even see. know who did the draw, though, because again, it was on TV. That, oh, that was something I wanted to pick up on last night. See, when you're listening to the commentary, mm-hmm. you think McFarren was getting right pissed off with uh, Liam McLeod. Because Liam McLeod kept on coming away with things. Like at one point, he said, Oh, I, and we all know why the draw was he done on TV. And McFarren said, Can I ask him, well, why? And he said, oh, I will, 
uh, he basically just said, oh, I'm no saying, just leave it to, won't leave it at that. The only reason I know why the draws were made, I think they tried to say was because they did the draw for the men's and the women's Scottish Cup. Oh, around the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then see if they're trying to give the exposure to the women's game. Why are they not having the draw on TV? Just yeah. have it back to back. It's not as if they're drawing a lot of teams, bloody hell. Like it's eight ties you would have been drawn. Well, exactly. I, I, I don't understand uh, that, that logic myself. Um, w- would it no make more sense and give more exposure to the women's game? I mean, oh, imagine sure. imagine they had, had a thing where, I mean, I, I can imagine it right now, right? You have the officials in the middle. To one side, you have the men's balls. To the right, to the right side, uh, you have the women's boys, right? Do you know what I mean? And, and you have, Aye. say, you have, you know, a, a few famous or well-known ex-Scotland internationals or whatever doing both draws, and and you could, you know, draw one for the men's and one for the women, and you know, I mean, that that would be good exposure oh, for exactly, the for, for, for the women's game, but uh, yeah. Um, no, but, that's where we'd end up with a tie of the Kilmarnock men's team against Glasgow City women's team. They'd, they'd mess up. They'd mess up the draw somehow. I know. Well, I mean, that's, that's, too complicated. Aye, that, that's the thing, mate. I mean, uh, Scottish football is run by Tory dinosaurs. So, aye. but I couldn't believe it because you could have had it after, after the last game last night. That's what you usually do after the last game of the round. Get the draw, and they could have made a thin of it in Darvel's uh, dressing room or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I charged the phone as well, so it was all right. Um, <laughs> right, so I, the soldiers are love. We're going to talk about Valentine's, aren't we? And Valentine's Day footballers, but now, to be honest, we've maybe not come up with that many good ones. There's some obvious ones. So, like, easy goalkeeper, an easy one, play for Celtic. Uh, Joe Hart. Right, Hart, Valentine's. That was yep, an easy yep. one to start yep. off with. We tried to kick it off in the podcast Twitter account with Michael Hart. He used to play for Aberdeen and Livingston. All right, okay. Again, that's Hart again. Um, you'll see a, a recurring theme here. Uh, I think <laughs> he had a spell at St Mirren for a wee bit, Ian Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. at Leeds. Aye. Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley, yeah. Aye. Uh, Bleasdale, John Bleasdale got a few. Some of them were Scottish ones, some of them were not Scottish ones, but there were a couple of good ones. Uh, Tim Flowers. And flowers, right? Okay. Okay. Derek Lully. So I suppose you give lollies sometimes. Uh, flowers, okay. Lullies. Okay. Um, who was it? Oh, I don't with Danny Rose. That's, that's okay. Easy. Danny Rose, that's all right. That'll do. Wagner Love. Wagner Love, Wagner okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Aaron got a couple. Xander Diamond. Oh, I like she, I like She's getting like, expectations of Valentine's getting done. Uh, that, uh, that's her uh, trying to... Um, uh, that'll be hard to um, encourage uh, some guy to propose to her, eh? Aye. Uh, Philip Kiss. That was a good one. I liked that Okay, one. yep. That's all right. That'll do it. Um, Chris it... went down the, the road route of Rod Fanny, so I think he's expecting something a wee bit special in the uh, Valentine's. Uh, maybe. And uh, uh, John Blaisdell said, supported by Julian Dix. Uh, Julian so... Dix, no bad, aye. aye. We get any... Um... Any any win- winches in there? Any uh, any players no, called well, winch? No. Kiss, Bo- Kiss Boyd. Kiss Boyd, right? Okay, okay. Uh, Peter Lovenkrantz. Peter Lovenkrantz. Fucking, I'm so terrible at these. I, I did. I came up with a few at first. Where the ones I came up with as well. These are the ones that came up in the podcast chat. Um, we got did get some response on Twitter, and Stephen Watt, the football poet, and 
he came up with Ali Love, Richard and Barton. Yep, yep, yep. We've obviously had his brother Robert Love on the podcast mm-hmm. before. Michael Clinton, Clinton Cards. I like <laughs> that was clever. Rose Riley. Rose Riley. Yeah. Uh, John Hartson. Hartson. Um, so really, thought, you're, I mean, really, you're looking at any any sort of heart, aye. any kind of any kind of name with a flower, or any kind of name with the word love in it. Aye. Um, Robert, I, I went for Robert Snodgrass. Miss out the D. Mm, Snodgrass. Snodgrass okay. Um, Andre Conchelkis. Andre. Andre Conchels, as opposed to Conchelkis. Conchelkis. Oh right, I, I thought you said I thought you were going for Andre Cunt Chelkis. That mean? Mind the Charles in Zogbia in Zogbia in Snogbia. So we were clutching, but, but we thought we would try it out. Aye, uh, struggle, struggling for a few of them, mate. But, um, but I am, t- I'm terrible. At, I am terrible at all that part of the uh, t- team of the week type thing, but. Um, <laughs> So, all fun and games anyway. Um, right, to finish off though, what about players that made you fall in love with football with your wee guy? Aye, that was a, that was a good question. I mean, I mean that's <sighs> there was a few for me. Um, will we go one each? Will we go one? And, well, well, no, but I mean, will we go one, one, one? I've got three. We'll or four. We go I've got three or four written down. Um, right, so I'll go with my first one. Um, is Brian Lothrop. Um, okay, right. He just, I mean, I was even quite young when Brian Lauder. I was really young when Brian Lauder. I so I, I, I'm I'm not old enough to. Brian Lauder played with Rangers in '94 and '98, didn't he? Um, so I'm not, you know, come '98, I was only five year old. So I'm not really even. The the one thing I do remember is five, six, seven year old. Uh, playing in the street and all that, um, and 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 pretending to be Brian Lauderup because Aye. I knew I knew he was this figure at Rangers, and I remember having a video, a VHS, of Brian Lauderup's Rangers highlights, and I used to watch it to death um, when I was a wee boy, um, and I just I I just I just remember this image of of who he was and all that, and as I've kind of grown older and grown up. Looking back at old clips of of Brian Lowdrop and thinking, wow, what what a player he was, and I just you know, he's it, probably my first football memory. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, he's one of those players as well that kind of crosses boundaries because I would say even Celtic fans would say that he was a good player as well. Which, oh, co- of course they would. Doesn't happen off. Doesn't happen off the reader side that they can admire players from opposition, but he was one definitely. Mm-hmm. Extremely skillful player, like could take folk on inside, outside. Um, probably I don't know whether he would regret it, but he maybe left, left Rangers when he had a good thing going. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, I think he left Rangers maybe a bit too quickly. Um, yeah. Um, well, of course, I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I was too young at the time to be compassmentous about the, the circumstances and whatnot, but he probably did leave Rangers too quickly. I just just to be touch on that. I got a Twitter pile on uh, about a month ago, maybe three or four right. weeks ago now. Um, somebody put a photo of Brian Lowdrop up, um, and I replied saying, uh, "I replied saying, um, with my tongue in my cheek, like the better, the better Lowdrop brother, right, or oh, something right, like that." Right? Right, okay. 
me. I think I might have seen that. Me, the pile on for like English nan, you know, Twitter accounts, football Twitter accounts I got, man, was hilarious. Like folk, like folk losing their minds because they think that I'm trying to say that Brian Loudrop was, was, was a better footballer than Michael Loudrop. And, and I'm like, oh my God, mate, you know, can you know detect the kind of tone with which something is said? Aye. You know I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> aye. Sometimes tricky when it's on, like, knowing that. True, um, true. But yeah, Scott Johnson had Brian Loudrop as well, actually. Um, yeah. A favourite of his. My first one that I remember, definitely, or one of the first ones, 1986 World Cup, which is obviously synonymous with Diego Maradona. Mm-hmm. The wee red book before it, getting up, pick out the team. Um, the, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what kind of times the games must have been on because it was Mexico. But it must have been favor- fairly favourable in terms of being able to watch them because I remember watching most of the tournament. Mm-hmm. But anytime mm-hmm. you watch Maradona, you just seen this wee guy, ball stuck to his foot, scoring wonder goals. And then obviously he scores against England. Mm-hmm. The wonder goal mm-hmm. plus the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And he could do that football unrivaled. Just, yep. well, there's no much more than he'd said about Maradona, but he was one of the first ones uh, for me, definitely. See, Maradona for me is he. No, he's not one that that made me fall in love with football because. Born. Eh, you would have been born. I don't think yet. I well, well, that's what I'm, I. That's what I'm talking. No, but yeah, he's not one that that made me fall in love with football. But, one because I wasn't born, obviously, right? But, but, but he he's my favourite footballer ever. You know, having, look, you know, having looked back and and seen, you know, having watched w- what he was like as a player, seen his documentaries, all of that sort of thing, you know, um, and it, and it's an interesting one because I don't think, I don't think a player you have to have experienced and seen a player play in your lifetime to have been impacted by them. Do you know aye, what I mean? Aye, I, I mean yeah. You know what I mean? I mean most people most people um that that are in the kind of football scene nowadays, you know, will never have seen Pele. But, you know, I, I mean most people um consider him to be the, the best if if not one of the best. I definitely I um who be in that's one neat with Abin that was inspiring or made you fall in love with football. Uh super Ali. <laughs> Aye, again, Super Scott Ali. got him in there. He's, yeah, again, he's again before your time, but again, you know well, the history, the, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's he's a wee bit less before my time than Loudrop because Ali was there in ninety. I mean, because I, I mean, Ali's so established as as a Rangers legend, you know, top goal scorer ever, um, and he was still playing football right up to. Kind of early two thousands, weren't they? Two thousand ninety nine, something like that. We went to Kelly for a couple of years, um. So you know, even as a wee boy, I knew who he was, and and those were the two kind of players of the nine in a row era that I I just remember were um astounding, um you know. So uh, yeah, I would I would say Ali as well. Aye, one for me that's maybe a wee bit different um, and younger listeners mm. probably will not have heard of him. It was Aberdeen. Early nineties when I was kind of like teenager, bit popular, but it was like kind of cool to have long hair and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So Lee Richardson was a kind of long haired midfielder, kind of one of those guys in your team, a bit of a kind of hard <laughs> player that you kind of fans totally get behind. Um, so he was one for me. I like the type of players. Yep, yep, you know? yep. 
the folk in the middle of the park that get stuck in 100%, you would think mm-hmm. they'd be, they, as if they're a fan of the club. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So he's one for me. Um, right, I'll give you. I'll give you one. Um, James McFadden. Oh, I McFadden. I. I just, I just remember being a young kind of wee, wee boy, stroke teenager, early kind of you know between the ages of eight and fourteen kind of age, and I just remember him tearing up for Scotland. Um, I just just remember him, you know. It's just it was the first talisman I ever remember for Scotland. You know what I mean? Um, is Paris a favourite moment? There was a goal, is it? Yeah, because I was a bit a wee bit older. Um, with Paris, but I mean, even you look at some of the goals against the goal against Holland, for example. I remember that was there. You know what I mean? Um, I was a wee bit young. I wasn't there, obviously. I was a wee bit young at that point, but. Um, you know, I wasn't in in Paris. I was obviously I was only thirteen or fourteen at that time. But but you know, specifically remember, um, him being that kind of first talisman. Um, so I I would say Fatty. I was like the cheeky boy first got him, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Aye, back when it with the, with the Mohawk and all that when he first came through at my level. Probably one of those players that was better suited to international football than club football. Yeah, I'd agree. Aye. I think. Um, try and win or maybe just go for maybe just go for three each my last one would be Eon Jess who had two spells at Aberdeen mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. off as an attacking but I'd say more of a kind of striker um, dropped back in the second spell into more of a kind of attacking midfielder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tremendous amount of goals for us like first spell one in four um, second spell one in three mm-hmm. always thought as well he was unlucky because the position he played kind of later on was the same as Gary McAllister yeah. And if it wasn't for that, he would have had a lot more caps. Yeah. He only yeah. had, I think, something like, I was 18 caps, which, mm-hmm. with a player like that nowadays, I think he would be easily 50 plus. Yeah. Um, scored a great goals, skillful player, mm-hmm. nice guy, good player. Again, one of the guys we'd want to be when they're down the park playing off football. Um, Right, good player. Nice. Did you have any more, uh, without going into detail, did you have any more written down? Because I had three more. Oh, what was Van Barsen. Okay. In the 92 Euros. Was one, certainly. Unlucky nice. to be. Nice. Obviously, have his career cut short with injuries. Um, I always remember that goal against Russia in the final as well. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I had... Uh... My, th- my other three that I had written down were uh, Armine, um, you know, kind of 2002, 98, um, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, I had Zidane. I, do you know what's weird? I never ever, for some reason, liked watching Zidane. I don't know why. Get out, mate. It's get a weird off, one. Get off this podcast. <laughs> I don't know whether maybe I just never liked the French national team or something like that. Or whatever. Just... Going back as well, I meant uh, Euro 88, but even Barson go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Aye, it's a weird one. Um, the other one I had written down was uh, Kaka. Oh, Kaka, aye. Yep, yep. Just, he was, I mean, he was, I mean, when I was um teenager, he was a player. You know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, you're talking Kaka 2005, 2006, 2007. Um, I was just going into kind of 
secondary school at that point, and he was just on. You know, he was he was the best player in the world at that point, and it just I just remember that him in that AC Milan strip, unbelievable. It's weird we like players like this. You don't talk about like Kaka, Sedan. Totty is with Totty as well, man. Totty as well. You know, I'm number, just thinking, number mate. Tens. You don't really get be... number tens now because Aye. players are playing this like four, two, three, one, but it's not there's no many number tens, like proper Ronaldinho as well. Yeah, just there to entertain, create. Mm-hmm. Don't really need to worry much about defensive responsibilities. Who would who would, who would who would who would be the who would be the kind of modern day equivalents, right? No, no of those number tens, right? But who, who, I mean, who do you think we boys are fo- like? What players are we boys falling in love with now? Obviously, like Mbappe would be one. Yeah, probably. Um, but in terms of like proper skillful players. Well, like, because it's the whole FIFA generation, isn't it? See, I, it's the FIFA. I mean, I, uh, Junior's good, but I don't know. Is he? Is he someone that gets you off your off your seat? Yeah. Like entertained by him? See uh, the hang. See the hang is. I I just I don't know. Maybe maybe we're a couple of old fucking farts, right? But seeing Mbappe, he doesn't. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best players in the world, right? But he doesn't strike me as like the type of player that. Wait, I mean, you, 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 you think about uh, there's something majestic about Zidane, right? There's something just so perfect. I mean, that 2002 goal in the at Hamden in the Champions League Aye. final. You know, I mean, things like that. There's just some, something about him. See Mbappe. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just old, and I've, I've got more. I've got a better look at it now. Whereas when you're a wee boy, you're quite naive. And and you see things through different eyes, but it it just doesn't. It maybe are players the same anymore? I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but well, uh, it's not like as well. Like, but I mean, Roberto Baggio as well. The divine ponytail. Great number ten. Like, would they play a survive in this day and age? I don't know. Mate. It's t- it's hard to say. Because it it's all like now reason. And I don't. I hate it. The inverted wingers thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a fan of them. But that's the kind of players that are now. Their new number tens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bit like the death of a striker as well. Like your proper number nines. So, we're a topic for an all day about that. I know, mate. That'll be a podcast in itself. Exactly. The death of the, the death of the number nine. You know what I, mean? I mean, who's the best number nine in the world right now? Is there Benzema. Yeah, I, 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 okay. Him and Lewandowski. Um, Haaland's on his way to. But I, I don't even know if he's a number nine. Because he does. Top of finisher, like, yeah, 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 he is, but he, he, but he does. Like, I mean, see, for me, a number nine is somebody. I, I, and I know Haaland holds up play and he does all the things that, that a big physical unit is going to do, right? But see, a number nine is, is a striker that. that only exists within the kind of final third. I just feel that Haaland's all over the pitch. You know what I mean? That's probably, again, just a modern game that even Farage exactly, want their strikers to be tracking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back, working hard. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have that luxury nowadays. No, you don't. You don't. But, uh, um, but I think that's a wrap. We shall soldier on for another week. 
until hey. next week. Exactly. Hey, mate. Hey, and do you want to know the, the best part of it? What's the best part? I can now watch the BBC uh, the BBC Sports without Darvel. <laughs> Aye. So on that note, happy football. <laughs>